the older I got, the more I fell in love with them green girls. Oh, yeah. Today we're talking about those green girls, and from my hometown, no less, on episode 44, brought to you by ReelsandTackle.com. Welcome to the Telltale Fisherman Podcast, where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours. Now it's time for another epic adventure. So here's your host, John Woodson. Okay, welcome to the show. Today's guest is Ant Peak. And what's really cool about him is that he is from my same hometown. We are both from Mount Dora, Florida. And Ant, man, it's a real pleasure to have you on today. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me aboard, man. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure and always good to talk to somebody from from my old stomping grounds there. And as we were saying before the show, uh, we're both uh, native Floridians and endangered species at that, it seems like. But uh, That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, um, well, just uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Mount Dora is, is a kind of a cool town as far as florida goes it's it's a little unique and so i'd like to just uh, get you to tell the listeners your perspective on it and growing up there and and you know why it's different as far as most florida towns go now i can tell you something mount dora has always been like it's i, I grew up in mount dora it's beautiful mm-hmm. you go downtown it's a small area downtown it's very got a lot of history the yeah. food and the food in mount dora is just absolutely great yeah. You go to a place is in downtown Mount Dora. It's a place called Pizza More. That's by far my favorite place to go eat. Mm. By far, by okay. far, by far. Yeah. It's it's I don't. It's just a family place. You go down there, you see people walking with their kids, with their dogs. It's always full. It's always packed in downtown Mount Dora. Yeah, and and the other thing is, it's got a little bit of hills to it, which is kind of unusual for Florida. And you can uh, come over the one of the hills and look down. It's almost like kind of looking down into a valley at Lake Dora, which is one of the lakes on the Harris chain, which is a kind of a unique setting for for Florida, for sure. Oh, yeah, because that's why they call it Mount Dora, all those darn hills. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's 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 about as big as you get for a mountain in Florida. (laughs) Man, you you walk around, your calves get big walking around there, man. It's (laughs) crazy. That's it. Yeah, you don't you don't get many hills uh, most of the rest of uh, Central Florida, but uh, so it's kind of unique like that. But but as you know, as I was saying, it's right there on the on the Harris chain, which I know you know pretty well. So um, just just kind of give us the insider's uh, perspective of the Harris chain, because I know it's something a lot of people have heard about. You know, they do a lot of uh, na- nationwide tournaments there. But, you know, growing up there and having fish there, kind of give us your insight on it. Man, the Harris chain by far is my favorite lake, my favorite chain of lakes. Mm-hmm. But I, I will have to say Lake Dora is probably my favorite fishing place to oh. be on the Harris chain. Oh, really? Okay. It's my favorite lake. I love that. I love, I love, I love, absolutely love hydrilla. And there's a lot of hydrilla on the Harris chain, especially Lake Dora. Yeah. So how do you typically fish the hydrilla? What type of baits and setup do you use for that? Well, I'll start off by saying like, I'm a big fan of the speed worm. I'm not a really, when it comes down to fishing Lake Dora, I can't go out there. I'm not a big fan of cranking out there, Mm -hmm. but I, I put on a, uh, magnum 
Zoom, Speedworm, and Junebug. Small one sixteenth weight. Yeah. Barber stop. Mm-hmm. And I have and I throw it on a crankbait rod. People don't people don't do that, but I throw it on a crankbait rod. Oh really? And oh yeah. Okay. And I and I'll find some points that have like it's hot you know, it's you'll it'll be nice and grassy and weedy around there. Mm-hmm. And just I'll chuck that speed worm as far as possible as I can mm-hmm. and just and just let it drop. I'll probably count to ten and just start cranking in real slow. Maybe one you know, maybe one or two stops and while i'm going but if the fish are there they'll load they'll load that rod up when i say they'll (laughs) they'll snatch that thing out your hand yeah also yeah but after i catch one or two fish on that big old speed worm fishing like that i'll slow down and pick up a actually i pick up a june bug dean money stick it's kind of like a cinco but it's made by bass munchers it's a softer worm Mm -hmm. but these fish seem to hold on to this worm a little better. So I'll go out there and chuck that and just start popping it real slow. I'll chuck it far as far as I can, but pop it real slow going through the water. Mm-hmm. And I'll, that's how I catch my bigger fish because I always catch those little schoolers throwing that speed worm. But my okay. bigger fish is more when I start slowing down and, man, oh. absolutely love it. Yeah, so that's a pretty cool technique. So you're kind of scouting and mining with that speed worm you know, looking to find the fish. And then when you get, when you get zeroed in on them, then, then switch over to that Senko and slow it down a little bit and really try and uh, get the bigger ones, huh? Oh yeah. That's what, that's, that's my two, that's my favorite techniques of fishing Ah. is big, big worms, big worms cranking in a big worm and slow, like slowly picking up a Senko and bringing it back towards the boat. That's my favorite way of fishing. Right. So you, you grew up and did a lot of freshwater fishing there in the Harris Chain, obviously. Did you get to do much uh, saltwater fishing in Florida? Actually, when I was younger, I did. Mm-hmm. But the older I got, the more I fell in love with them green girls. Yeah. Everyone can, <laughs> everyone can catch a fish in saltwater, man. Yeah. It takes some technique to catch some big old girls. Out the yeah, time. yeah. The the big ones they don't they don't come by that often, and uh, and even when you get around them, sometimes it's it's hard to get them. Yeah, they're they're definitely crafty. I'd been chasing ten pounders all my life, and then finally got one right at ten pounds this past year. Or so, but That's they're a good fish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, so so yeah, so did a little saltwater early on, but really got passionate about the uh the bass fish and that's that's awesome um so i was going to ask you about what uh you currently do tell tell everybody about where you are now and uh you know what what your day job is when when you know between fishing trips so to speak well i'm currently stationed in fort hood texas here in Killeen. Uh-huh. i'm i'm a united states soldier which is pretty cool i'm active duty excellent well Thanks. Thank you so much for your service. We, man, really appreciate that. And uh, if we were talking just a little bit before we started the interview, um, I was asking if you had a chance to do much fishing with the traveling around you, you do in the service. And you had said not so much, but you, you had mentioned a cool thing you had got to do recently that had to do with fishing where you weren't fishing, but you were involved with the tournament. Tell us about that. I was official recently, actually on January 20th. I uh, actually sat in a boat and was actually, it was awesome just to do this. I sat on Lake Fayette County Lake here in Texas. Mm-hmm. I really don't know how to say it because, you know, you know, if it was, I got that southerness to myself, <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm with you. But uh, I actually got to sit in a boat and 
actually got to see a guy go out and catch over a hundred pounds of fish. Wow. And let, let me tell you something. He caught he caught fifty pounds of fish and within an hour. So that just tells you how big these fish are here in Texas. Oh my goodness. So what uh what size lake is is this that uh they were fishing? It's not, on? It wasn't big at all. It was probably maybe two hundred acres, maybe. It was not oh, wow. a big lake. It was wow. not a big lake. And how so? How many guys were out there fishing? Just like a half dozen or so, or it was twenty five anglers, twenty five oh, wow. boats. But there wow. was a there was a one official in each one of these boats. Yeah. And I, when I say it was, it was just it was just a sight to see. So so you got paired up with the with the angler that was on fire. I got paired up with some guy who was just flat out just smoking them. It was <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And and this was all largemouths, right? No smallmouth. All all largemouth. No smallmouth caught. Just all largemouth Florida strain bass. Oh my gosh! So a hundred pounds of fish in one tournament day. Hundred pounds of fish, and within from. Seven seven o'clock from you know seven o'clock to three. Oh so that's goodness. how long this tournament lasted. He caught set. He caught a hundred pounds of bass. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So did you uh, learn any uh, any new favorite techniques from watching him? Well, all I saw him do was really just pitch a big worm and throw a Carolina rig. I'm I, I like I just can't get myself to pick up a Carolina rig. I yeah. know it works. So I just can't get myself to do it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah, maybe now after seeing that, it <laughs> that might change both our perspectives on the Carolina rig. Oh man, I, I flat out, I flat out want to see it happen again. <laughs> They're doing another one here. They're doing another one on Lake Venn mm-hmm. on February 18th, where I'll be a fish doing a being an official again. And when I got to say that that that's going to be another day that I want to see angler just go out and just completely smoke them. Wow, that's that's pretty awesome. So I guess I guess the weather and you know moon phase or whatever all just lined up and those fish were going off, man, to get a hundred pounds in a day. That's that's pretty epic. It was ridiculous. I really wish I really wish it was me catching all that fish. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that's exactly what I would have been thinking the whole time. Is like you think he'd notice if I grab one of these rods and <laughs> casting out of the back here. This is too good. So you fish the the Harris Chain a lot. Um, have you had a chance to fish any other lakes, you know, in the Florida area or elsewhere? You have any other favorites? I fished off. I fished a lot of lakes in Florida. I've been on Lake Tahoe. I've been mm-hmm. on Lake Okeechobee. I've yeah. been on Kissimmee. I've been on Lake Monroe. But I think my favorite lake ever fishing in my life was Lake X, and I'll do anything to get back out on that lake. Now, where is that? It's in St. Cloud, actually. Um, I got to go out there one year when I was hit fishing with the teen sport fishing organization back when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And that's the last time I ever fished that lake. It was my first time. And I guess it might be my last time. <laughs> but when I say that was probably my favorite, that was my favorite lake ever fishing. I caught so many bass, but I only came in second. I came in second place. Mm-hmm. But I caught so many quality fish, so many quality fish, but I only came in second. Wow. That's how many monsters were in this lake. Oh my goodness! So now, is there anything structurally different about this lake? I mean, is it different than you know some of those others you mentioned, Kissimmee and um, Toho? What I noticed about Lake X, it was a lot of cypress. There were cypress everywhere. Uh, the yeah. color of the water was it was like a tea-colored water. So every tree that I pitched my worm up to, or a swim jig and slow roll to swim jig away from, it seemed like every single last one of them, it was like boom, boom. 
Yeah. So I've I've fished in a couple of Florida lakes that they'll have the cypress right up at the water, you know, so you can uh, cast in up and around the cypress knees and roots and stuff and then the fallen branches. And yeah, man, that that can be pretty good stuff. Man, I, I completely like when I saw after all those fish that I caught when I came in second, it was so I wasn't surprised because I knew the lake. Yeah. I caught so many fish to come in second and it was, it was, it was ridiculous. It was a slump. It was just like a donkey fest out there. <laughs> oh man. Those are the days we live for, isn't it? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Every day I go out fishing, I hope for a donkey fest. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. No kidding. All right. Well, when we get back, Ant is going to share one of his most epic Harris chain fishing days with us. So stay tuned. If you ever go fishing by yourself, it adds a little bit extra challenge to get the boat on and off the trailer. A boat launch cord makes launching much easier, so you can get on the water quicker and without damaging your boat. Go to tell.fish gear in your web browser and check out the boat launch cord that we like the best. All right, we are back with Ant Peak and been talking about some epic Florida bass fishing and uh, some of his favorite lakes that he's gotten to fish in growing up, and uh, in particular the Harris Chain, uh, which is right there near Mount Dora, where both he and I are from. And uh, so now let's let's have you kind of jump into that Harris Chain story uh, with us and uh, just just tell us you know where you were fishing and what happened that day. Well, to start it off. Um I fished a tournament in on Lake Estapoga with the IFBBA, and I met this man named Ronnie Green. Mm-hmm. He's a ex-Marine. He got a TV show actually called A Fishing Story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the more and more I talked to him, the more and more he became like someone I wanted to be like. Yeah. The more and more I talked to him, he came, he was like, I want to take you fishing. Oh, how cool. Like, that would be great, sir. So he gave me the honor to come out in one day and, we went and fished my lake, and I showed him around. Some had to be listening to me because we went out, and I took him to the first spot, and this is all we did. We took to start off the morning instead of throwing top order or anything. We took out our crank. I told him to get a crankbait rod and tie on a speed worm. Mm-hmm. He did. We both did, and we went out to my first spot. We caught about 17 bass within two hours of fishing in one spot. Oh, wow. So was was this Lake Dora? This was all on Lake Dora, yes, sir. On Lake Dora, okay. Matter of fact, I can. It was probably a hundred yards from the boat ramp. It was. I wasn't far. I was just right there. Wow! And you found that spot and just hunkered down on it, huh? Hunkered down on it. <laughs> well, I mean, every cast. It's, it seemed like every every four or five casts, we were picking up a fish. But so we wanted to do the best five. So the best five we had from that one spot. It wasn't. A, they weren't sized. They were just like cookie cutters. Every fish was like two pounds. So the first five okay. fish that we had that day. This is within the first hour of fishing. We maybe had 10 pounds of fish within the first hour of fishing. So okay. I'm like, yeah. man, I'm like, I'm like, man, we really need to go get some bigger fish. I was like, uh, you flip. He, he was like, let's start flipping. So we turned on, we turned on the motor after the, we saw like a little bit of sun come out and we went to, we went to my favorite area. So we went to Lake Beauclair. Okay. Yeah. Everyone likes to go out there spec fishing, but for some reason people don't understand that. There's a lot of bass on Beauclair. So we ran in there and um, we flipped around. We caught, you know, fish here, fish here. It was no big fish. They were just really small fish. They weren't going to help out the bag. Well, that's about 20 bass that we caught within, you know, two hours of fishing. Wow. 
So I say, uh, I, I know it, it was during, a, it was like during a spawn. You really can't see these fish on the bed, but mm-hmm. I know that there's fish bedding underneath some docks, but the beds are kind of deep. They're probably 10 feet down. The docks are yeah. really deep. So I say, uh, we, we get on, I say, put on a magnum. We put on magnum, big, big old Senkos. And I was like, we're going to yeah. go flip these docks. My first flip underneath a dock, I caught a nine four. Ooh, yeah. That's a nice one. Oh, it was, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so was that, uh, was that girl back, you know, way back under the dock? Like, were you having to fight around the pilings and everything to get her out of there? Actually, I pitched under the dock and I saw a squirrel, but the mm-hmm. more, and then I started bringing the worm back to the boat slowly. And as soon mm-hmm. as I picked up out in front of the dock, it was in front of this dock. As soon as I brought it from in, from in front, my rod just bunkered over, and I didn't even have to set the hook. I just started lifting and reeling. <laughs> oh, and so Ronnie freaked. He freaked Ronnie out. Ronnie freaked huh? out. He was like, he was like, oh my god, that's the biggest fish I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I started pick. I started picking up. I was like, please get the net. Please get the net. Oh, and everything heck yeah. he has, he had, he had everything on camera too. So this is, you know, I was really trying to, you know, show off. So I'm like, please get the net. Please get the net. <laughs> <laughs> so he netted that he netted this fish. We got it in the boat, man. I swear, I, I dropped my rod and I just looked at it in the net. I didn't even want to fish anymore. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> today, was, I, I was no, like, today has been today. I I just had to prove that there's big fish on the hair stand. So we put that big girl inside the live well and keep fishing. I flip right. underneath the dock again, same spot. So same, I guess this same was dog. the buck for this okay. big, same dog. I guess this was the buck for this female, but guess how much he weighed? This bass, the this bass weighed five pounds, four ounces underneath the dock, right where I caught this nine pounder. Oh my Next goodness. flip. Wow. So he's just freak he's looking at me and he's freaking out. He's not he's he's just sitting there like, <laughs> Is this is this really happening? So, you know, he wasn't he wasn't picking up the fish anymore. So I'm I'm like, All right, Ronnie, you gotta catch a fish, man. I'm done. I'm I done I done filled up the I done filled up the live well. <laughs> Your arms are tired I'm, I'm by that cocky. time, horsing all those big yeah, fish. I was, I, <laughs> I was being cocky. Next thing I know, he uh, he changed up his gear ratio and changed he changed how he had his worm and things set up and changed down to a smaller weight with that big worm. And mm-hmm. right off rip, second second flip underneath the same dock, Ronnie caught like a three. Same dock. Wow. Boy, they were stacked up in there, huh? We we fished that one dock. After that, we didn't catch nothing else. Wow. So we we start we start we started heading around. We started heading out of there, and I saw some. I saw like a little lily pad field. So I told him he stop for one second for me, so I can flip this one little lily pad that was sitting out emerge from this field. He goes, mm-hmm. I don't see why not. He flips out. He still sit. He's still sitting in the boat. He's still sitting, you know, in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. I take. We didn't even put the trolling motor down. I flipped out one time. This pad just dunked. <laughs> Four pounded right there underneath the pad. We put in live well. We were like, let's go. First cast. First just, flip. I didn't even. I- idling up to it and just flip over there and bam, huh? He, he didn't even turn the motor off. I didn't put the, li- <laughs> the trolling motor down or nothing. I just flipped out. I saw, at the, I put my like line was right next to the lily pad. The lily pad disappeared. It dunked with the line. And I mean like. That's like drive-through fishing there. Don't even, don't even stop. Just pull up the four pounder and still going. <laughs> Caught this four pounder, put in a live well, got rid of some, got rid of like a little two pounder, and we went on to the dock. This was, it was such an amazing day because afterwards, we went down to the dock and there's people around there, like regular just mountain, like you know the elderly people sitting around the yeah. docks and things. Yep. Now, 
Now I wanted to get. Now I wanted to see every fish that we caught and the weight that we had. We had about twenty. We had about twenty-two to twenty-five pounds of bass. Wow. And this is this is anchored down with that nine four. Mm-hmm. And like you, you had to see these people. They were like, oh my gosh! People were walking around taking pictures of me with this big fish. Like I don't even know them. They just was like, man, I got to get a picture with you with this fish. It was, <laughs> it was yeah. absolutely my. It absolutely was my favorite day. It was somebody I got the fish with somebody I looked up to, and yeah, I, I caught a big old bass. <laughs> well, man, yeah. Well, you caught you caught several nice bass. What you so you had a nine four, a five, a three, and then another four, right? Another four, but that's still like that's still after catching like lots of fish that day. That was right. Yeah, I mean, you guys had caught a bunch of two pounders, which you know, even that yeah. is a, a great day of bass fishing if you go out and get on a bunch of two pounders. It was so fun. I really wish I can go out and do it again. That that was. Probably one of my best days of my life. You know, we never actually fished Dora that much uh, growing up, and I'm I'm coming to find out I was missing out. We would always go fish Harris, and you know, used us a little bit, and maybe a little bit in Griffin on the chain there. But yeah, never really focused much on uh, Lake Dora. So uh, hey, man, if you get back and uh, you're you got the itch to get out there, I'm I'd be more than happy to go with you. Maybe we can uh, go see if we can't find that big girl again. Hopefully she's uh, up in the double digits now. Man, the next time, and the thing was, I feel like she didn't have a big belly. She was just she was. I got the length on her. She was twenty. She was twenty eight inches long. Whoa. She didn't have that much of a girth. She her her belly looked like she already spawned out, but her head was humongous. Um, I I actually got a picture. I wish I can send it to you so you can see this big old. It's actually on my um on my Instagram page. Oh, but okay. I got cool. it. It like when I got to see her, she was a big silver. She wasn't dark. She wasn't beat up from making her bed or anything. She was just beautiful, big, big, girthy, beautiful fish. Wow. Yeah, and imagine if she was full of row and everything else, you'd. You probably would have had a ten plus pounder there. Uh, that was that would have been that would have been the best day, one of my best days of my life was fishing <laughs> that day. <laughs> oh man, well it sure sounds like like it was. That is a day of bass fishing to uh, that that's second to none. I can man, I can tell you that what an what an awesome day and awesome story and man, I'm I'm just uh, really appreciative that you came on and shared that with us today, man. Thanks so much, Ant. My pleasure, man. Do you have an epic fishing story to tell? We want to hear it. Go to tell.fish slash guest in your browser and sign up to become a fishing legend today. This has been the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. Thanks for sharing another great tale with us. Be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about. Keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the Telltale Fisherman Podcast.